Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All right, Blankers uh, found a, a list yesterday of these quarterbacks. This guy, Ike Packers podcast. Blankers paying attention to the Packers stuff. Go figure. And then I found a list today. Both of them suck. Whatever they're looking at uh, quarterbacks and how they look at quarterbacks. What stood out to you about the Ike Packers podcast? Why do you think his list sucked? There, there's several of them, Jeremy. The first one is, is, and it made me start thinking, as, as much as we see CJ, as much as we love CJ, do we see it with rose-colored glasses on? Because I look at this list, and and the first thing that stands out to me is that he has, and he's got like eighty-five thousand followers or whatever it is on Twitter. He has he has Jordan Love in a tier with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, his name is Ike Packers Podcast, and he has a blue check mark, so he's probably trying to get views. He's got one hundred and fifty-four views. Doing numbers, one hundred fifty-four. Jordan loves. Jordan loves not in his uh, the same tier as Mahomes. His top tier is Mahomes, Rogers, Burrow. His second tier is well, okay, Allen, Love. It. He Cousins, had Rogers Jackson. still in the first tier with Mahomes. We've it all decided on this show. Mahomes is on a tier all by himself. Do you think he's coming back down to a, a tier? Not this by year. Himself? He's getting not yet. This year, like, there, there's an argument to be made that he has company on his tier. It would be hard for me right now if I was having a quarterback draft from start from start. And I've been very critical of this guy in the past. It would be hard for me not to pick Lamar Jackson. Oh, two-time MVP. Lamar Jack, he's going to be. Lamar yep. Jackson is on a different planet right now. Now, I'm very curious to see what it looks like when he's playing three playoff games in a row. But the Ravens right now are playing on a different planet. Look what they did with San Francisco. Look what they did with Miami. Two very good teams in the NFL. And Lamar Jackson is making defenses look silly. So, Here's what I would say. You're right. And here's what I would say in terms of just the, the shortcomings of the list that I found. Okay, Rodgers is still in a top tier with Mahomes and Burrow. Love is in, a top, in, is in the second tier with Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. The third tier. <laughs> Kirk, I like Kirk. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is in the, in the second, second tier. tier, and Herbert is in the third tier, and, and, and Jalen Hurts is in the third tier. Of the second and tier? CJ is in the third tier. Of the, of the four-person second tier, Josh Allen, Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. If I told you you could only kick out one, which of the one would you, would you kick out? I'm kicking out Jordan Love. I might kick out Lamar and put him in my top tier. but Jordan uh, Love's gone. You don't have Love ahead of Kirk? No, because Kirk's more polished and accomplished, and Kirk had played throws into windows that I've seen over time in the regular season. I don't know about the playoffs. Look, I kind of feel like you under undersell love a little bit. Did you watch the game Sunday night? And I don't no, blame you if you didn't. I did not. Okay. He got a boatload of yards out of balls that he just threw as high as he could into the ceiling and, and had receivers run back to and underneath to catch. And I had people in my Twitter mentions telling me that I was so wrong and this guy's so good. <laughs> like, you look at him play, and I obviously you know I, I watch him more than most. I think love's been better than you thought he would be this year, though. Second half of the season. Okay. First half of the season, he's in more than the first half of the season. He was awful. Now, having, now he's been on a heater the last several weeks. Having Love and Lamar Jackson on the same tier might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it having Jalen Hurts, who should have been the Jalen Hurts MVP worthy. Jalen Hurts, who we had in the top two tiers. Now Hurts hasn't been great as of late. As of late, and but if you're looking OC's at overall talent wise, Jalen Hurts is in your third tier. Yeah, the third tier. I mean, he's got Dak in the third tier, too. He's got Stroud in the third tier. Like, his third tier might be better than his second tier outside of Lamar Jackson. Tua. Like, if I if 
I could pick three quarterbacks in the third tier that I'd rather have than the non-Lamar Jackson second tier. Because I think Lamar Jackson belongs in the first tier. But his second tier is Allen Love Cousins. I'll just pick three quarterbacks that I think are the best out of the third tier. Give me Dak. Give me Stroud. And give me... Herbert. Either Hurts or Atua. Or Hurts. That's better than Allen Love and Cousins. Easily. Yeah. Easily. No question. Yeah, you're. The, this the. I think this is very Packer heavy. Like I think it's overrating Jordan Love. It's overrating Aaron Rodgers. But just from an NFL perspective, that third tier is so out of whack for where they should be. See, I think his biggest mi- uh, mistakes the second tier. I think his second tier. Well, but is there's no doubt. Brutal. My second tier is brutal. Like Allen. Okay. Like I'm not a big Allen guy. I can hear Allen in the second tier. Love doesn't belong there. Cousins doesn't belong there, and Lamar doesn't belong there because Lamar belongs in the top tier. Right, but and then from the third tier perspective, Hertz was a, a, a top two tier coming into the season, and he, and he hasn't. He has played bad recently, but you just look at Dak Prescott was an MVP candidate. Herbert's one of the best up and coming quarterbacks. Tua's had a hell of a year. Whether you're more of a Trevor Lawrence guy than me, Goff's had a hell of a year, and CJ. I think I'd rather have everybody on the on his third tier than uh, than loving most of them over Kirk too. Yeah, so that, that's that's how we're, but that's why I'm saying, even if it's so, are we looking at our list with Texans perspectives in mind? Because I don't think we do. Uh, but this one, no, no. But I'm saying when we did our lists and we did our top tens and we did our tiers, CJ continued to climb the ranks and and well deservedly so. Not because we're we're Texans fans like this Packer fan. Yeah, it's because he's shown us enough. I mean, I guess it's hard to know the truth because I think us in Houston would have CJ Stroud higher than like national folks. Um, I think that we would be right. The national folks wouldn't. I think national people are always late on local stuff. I always feel like they're a week or two like behind uh, when you get your local stuff. Here's another one from CBS Sports that I found funny. Uh, talk, he, this guy, Chris Trapazzo, he was grading the NFL's next generation of quarterbacks, and he gives these guys season grades. He had C.J. Stroud on a B-minus grade, and then you look at some of the other quarterbacks, Bryce Young is C-minus, Sam Howell had a C-plus. So Sam Howell's at a C-plus, C.J. Stroud's at a B-minus. He had Bailey Zappi at a C, he had Aiden O'Connell at a C-plus, just behind C.J. Stroud at a B-minus. And he had Brock Purdy, who was an MVP candidate for a little while. He has mm-hmm. him as a B-minus, too. So you'd look at how how in the world is C.J. Stroud in the same ballpark as Aiden O'Connell and Sam Howell. Are we being homers by saying that? That's the Are same we thing, homers yeah. by saying C.J. Stroud no. is far and away better than Sam Howell and Aiden O'Connell? Or are these national guys just morons? Or are they looking for the clicks, too? Because I didn't know who the guy was for the most part. But I look at that and go, this is ridiculous. Because of the fact that I don't think we're looking through rose-colored glasses or steel-blue glasses and thinking that C.J.'s better than he is. Like I'm critical. I'm a Packer fan too, and I'm critical of the fact that Love hasn't shown me nearly the touch, the accuracy, the ability to do anywhere close to the things CJ does. And, and yet, I'm not saying that from a Homer perspective. I'm saying that from a football perspective. When you look at some of these lists, it's like, how much football do you actually watch to be able to conclude something like this? Yeah, I don't think it's much. And, but he's an NFL writer. Yeah, I don't think it's much. Like. This one should be, like, Trapazzo, I think, is probably more, um, I guess, credible than, like, Ike Packer's right, podcast. Right, absolutely should be. Like, Ike Packer's podcast, I'm just going to gloss over. Like, I, I really don't care about a Packer's podcast, no offense. Uh, but I'm just not going to put a whole lot of weight on that opinion. 
but a national writer's opinion, you you think that it should be more credible. Yep. And to have Stroud just like one iota better than Aiden O'Connell and Sam Howe is is egregious uh, to me. 713-780-3776-3338 says if those bums are C-plus, CJ's an A. Yeah, that's that's what I'm Fact. saying. That's what I'm saying. Because CJ Stroud's closer to the upper echelon of quarterbacks than he is Sam Howe and Aiden O'Connell and Bailey Zappi. Uh, Dre on the Twitch. I cover your ears, Joe. I uh, love this year has been better than any Bears quarterback ever. Oh, Shots here comes fired. Joe. Here comes Joe. Shots fired. Ever, he said. I I know he has more touchdowns than any Bears quarterback ever. This season's no better than anything Jay Cutler ever did as a Bear. Mitch Trubisky made Cutler a Pro Bowl. Cutler had some good years. Yeah, Cutler had some pretty good years. Mitch Trubisky made a, made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. I'll read you dismissing Mitch Trubisky as the greatest Chicago Bear quarterback Jimmy of McMahon all time. Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. <laughs> sure, but so did Trent Dilfer. Okay, and, well, and Rex Grossman day. got to one. He did. Sexy Rexy. Uh, it's true. Lover Fields, who would you rather have? Who would you rather build around? Um, it's tight. I think it's tight. It Pro- is close. Probably. They're very different, too. Fields, I think, is, that's, that's why it's a hard Fields question. Fields is more of a run, runner. run first. I, I yeah. think Love's a better thrower. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would say probably Love huh. from an outside perspective because he's played such little football. Mm-hmm. That, like, I'm, I'm still curious. And the thing about his, his all of his weapons, he has a rookie wide receiver in Jaden Reed. Dobbs and Watson, who are in their second year. He has Croft and the other tight end they drafted Crap. this year. And then he has Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Like, like his throwing targets are all in their first or second year in the NFL. Like, they, they've grown so much as a team in year one. That's why, like, I, I think Love is... They're the youngest roster in the NFL. He makes, wow. It makes me sick how good I think Jordan Love is. Because I'm so far apart from you, Joel. You think? See, I watch. I, I watch the throws, and, and especially when we we always talk about CJ's touch and his ability and his accuracy. I just, I Joe, I haven't seen it. I don't I, think he's a top ten guy ever. Like, I don't think like they have like the next Favre, Rogers, then Love. But I think you have a guy that can lead you into the playoffs. Top sure. half of the league guy, top yeah. fifteen. Yeah, he's a Kirk. Cu- sure. His ceiling is Kirk Cousins. That's good. Cool. Is it Cousins Z? I He's haven't good. seen enough to say that he can even be that good. I think he can get to Cousins level. The Packers can guy, I tell you I what? Pack can I, has him on the same tier? But can I tell you what the what, what this is more a product of the Packers' successes here offensively has been that Lafleur has actually been able to call his offense, which is under the Shanahan tree, which is Bobby Bobby Slowicki, the same. All these guys with the same training. They finally got Rodgers out of their ear and overruling everything and doing it his way. And this is where Jordan Love, because he's doing the kind of things Brock Purdy does. Builds up the stats and the resume with it, but you still got to me. I got to see more for him to be a true top fifteen quarterback. No, oh no, he's not top fifteen now. But like, it, what's hard about Love though is that, like, just like Fields, like, it just you have to make decisions now. It's it's I don't know how well you they can, can make fret, these right now. They have him under contract next year at like six mil, and, then and they gotta, can hold him too. Yeah. Or they could franchise him, uh, which is which they won't do because of the fact that they're because they're going to balance their they're not going to do that to their cap. But then you got a really tough decision to make because of the fact that if his agent wants to play hardball, he's going to want a long term deal now. Yeah, you know what he should do if he really if he really wanted to play hardball. I'm not playing on Sunday. Give me my contract now. You're not wrong. I'm not playing in the playoffs. That's a hell of, that, that would be now. the ultimate bargaining. I do think Sunday matters a lot. Like the Bears have not won in Green Bay in five years, and for the second year in a row, a team from your division can can keep you out of the playoffs. It's tough. Could you imagine though, next level, like really to negotiate a contract? I think like, Lamar Jackson. I'm not did it playing. Last year. 
I, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think he was really hurt. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm I think if he was under contract, for that he would have played. I for sure. You That's so? what I'm saying. He was he under was contract. He would have played. But if if he had the contract, he'd have played. If Jordan he, Love's agent calls up Green Bay today. Hey, Jordan's not playing in a must-win game on Sunday unless you give him a new deal. I, if I'm that great, would be wild. I think the Packers walk on that. Deal. That's agent one hundred and one-ing. And I think the Packers walk. You on think that they deal. walk on that? I do. What are, and then who's their backup? It doesn't matter. Well, it, I mean, it does matter because he'd play on Sunday. But, but I'm saying Gutenkust is the kind of general manager that's so big picture that he'll just move on and find another yeah, quarterback. He might, next Sean year. he might not do it, but who would play quarterback Sunday? Sean Clifford. Clifford sucks. <laughs> Why hadn't Jordan Love agent already done this? <laughs> it's actually a legit point. I, I was thinking. I mean. I don't know. I don't know why my brain goes there at times. But if you're talking about next level negotiating, you have them over the barrel right now. Right now is when you have them over the barrel more than the off season, because now you're gonna have to play the Clifford boy Sunday. Hey was, Joe, by the way, so Dre says Love has 30 TDs this year. Cutler's best year with the Bears is 28. I know, I, different I, era. Yeah. Cutler's 28. No Whenever Bears. he played, better than Love's 30. But now. to Cutler's perspective, to his positive, use though, your eyes. Don't look at a box score. He had better receivers, like the Bears did at that. Did time. they? I like yeah, they had what's they oh, Brandon Marshall's better than anything. Brandon Marshall, was. yeah, Brandon Marshall was unreal at that. Sure, point. but look at the trio of receivers that the Packers. Have. They drop a I lot. Like Jeremy, I look at them. I look at them dropping footballs. I you, look at the fact that one of them can't stay healthy and has missed as many games as he's played in his first two I've years been in the league. At Jaden Reed is a rookie putting up twenty. He's fantastic. Christian Watson has been a massive disappointment. I think he is the best of the three. And Dobbs is just solid. I think he's just his hands are not solid. Well, actually, they are. They don't hand. They don't hang on to a whole lot. Dre, Dre, yeah. Uh, Dre's comparing different eras, looking at touchdowns. Here's a newsflash for you, Dre. They throw the football more now than they did back then. Half sure. half said loving this Great Lakes radio. That's a good point there, half. First time I've true. ever agreed That's with true. anything Stay you said. Stay in your left lane, Dre. So now we're going to go to a to break because we, we do need to escape East Lakes radio. Uh, John Grenard faces Great an Lakes interesting radio. quandary. What's that? Great Lakes radio. Oh. We're not East. That's what he said. We're North. He said Great Lakes radio. Oh, I thought he said, well, I don't, I don't really pay attention that closely. I can talk about some of the grammar you put in the rundown if you want. Uh, John Grenard faces here. an interesting quandary. Risk more injury on a bum ankle or play in a do-or-die game? What'd you do? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. The Killer Bees. What about the murderous Jays? We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three Jays. Coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the Killer Bees and Murderous Jays. Joe likes playing that rejoin. Uh, he's blank on Branham. It's the only way where Joe feels like one of us. Joe aspires his entire life to be like a Killer Bee. That's, why, that's why he left an A to join a B. And that rejoin makes him feel like he's part of the team. Joe is a part of the team. Yeah, when he's a Murderous Jay, as opposed to he's not a Killer Bee. He might go through a name change. He's a murderous. You think he's going to go through a name change? What's Not he going to really. change his name to? You said it. Bartholomew. Barth- he doesn't literally look like a Bart. I feel like that doesn't work for me. Bernie? I can see a. Eh. No, not a Bernie. Maybe a Bob? I can't yeah. do Bob. No? No. Brett? No, you're not Billy? handsome enough to be a Brett. Billy? I could see a Billy. I could see Billy. Maybe a Billy I, Bob, actually. Billy Bob? <laughs> actually, would work too down here. Billy, Billy Bob. Bob. Now Bill, think about it. Billy Bob George? Billy Bob George. Billy Bob George would be perfect. That's a great name. Can we call you that? I'm sure. 
Billy Bob George. Oh, we might have to change your last name, too. Well, if he is the Queen Bee, doesn't he already have the bee associated with him? Yeah, kind of. That was more of just like a title, though. It wasn't really like an initial to an actual name. name. Yeah. Now that he has the Billy Bob, <laughs> he can really be a Queen Bee. I like that name. And a killer bee. Billy Bob. Uh, John Grenard. Uh, I think he's facing an interesting quandary. I think Grenard would play if, he, if he's able. This really isn't necessarily even a John Grenard question. It might even be more of a general question. But you have a player who's entering a contract year. This is going to be the most money that John Grenard makes in his entire career. He's young enough where he can get a second contract, but none of them are going to be richer than the contract he's going to get in this offseason, unless he's franchise tag, nitpick stuff, semantics, whatever. But John Grenard is going into his – he's in his final year. He's going into free agency this offseason unless he's franchise tagged, and he's going to make more money than ever. He's going to make a huge percentage of his life's earnings on this next contract. He's got a hurt ankle. Didn't play in Week 17 against Tennessee. Has not practiced this week. I fully expect if Grenard were able, he's a tough dude, he cares about the team, that he would go. But with the quandary that he faced, would should he, would he, like could he, is it uh, more risk because of the injury on a bum ankle or play in a do or die game? What somehow, should be the what should be at the forefront of his mind? Somehow your conversation at the end of the last segment into this segment, it's you kind should, of segues. It. You should really be working for as a sports agent or work, working with so, uh, who's uh, Altuve's agent. Uh, uh, Boris. Scott Boris. You should be in Scott Boris's in his office, telling him, "Bro, this yeah. is how we negotiate all deals." Because I can be. Happy. You're right. From a negotiation standpoint, you want me to play hurt, and we mentioned Lamar. I don't ever see Grenard doing this, and obviously, right. I, that's a huge positive. And this team has been so together that I anticipate that he's going to make every effort to play. But yeah, it's a huge risk to say that this is the biggest payday he's ever going to face. He may never ever get it again. People didn't think he was going to get it a year a year or so ago with the injury riddled season that was a throwaway. Where he's come from 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 where he's come from to where he is now and what he's looking to get to, yeah, I mean he's taking a he's make he's taking a very very big risk playing further on an injury, but I don't expect him to miss time. Yeah, where's that balance at? Like, because uh, I mean, obviously he wants to play. He's a competitor, and he's had a, he's had a career year, and he wants to be there for his team. And again, if he's able, he he would play. But where is that balance? Where is that ratio? Playing in a do-or-die game or risking more injury to a bum ankle right before he's going to go into the offseason yeah. and make tons of money? I mean, this is where the when everybody always throws it out there, and now it's been more prevalent in the last several years of understanding that it truly is a business first, no matter how much people want to think it's sports, it's enjoyment, it's passion. If you love the game, you're going to play. No, this is what people have to start realizing in terms of how much of a business it is, is the fact that he could, and God forbid it happens, but he could mess up a chance to to make $20 million a year plus for the next several years if something goes drastically wrong medically in this game that he's going to push himself to play in. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I don't know, unless he can, like, towards ACL. Yeah, but this is a college discussion as well, too, when we were talking about do you play in a bowl game or don't you? And there's the kid went to Penn State, I believe, supposed yeah, to be a first round though. pick. The stakes are much different because, like, the stakes for this are win in advance. Whereas you go to an exhibition bowl game, like it's. Whatever. But say it wasn't. Say it was you were playing for the national national title or a national semifinal game, mm-hmm. but you also realize that you're playing with you're already dinged up, and you're you're going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I think. I mean, if it's a, if if you have the stakes of a championship, I think you play. 
If, if the championship, if and this is like the Penn State kid didn't have a pre-existing injury, did he? I don't believe so. Yeah, he was he was one hundred percent. So just, like you're not just you're not opting out of a college football semifinal. You're not opting out of a of a college football playoff game. That would be like John Grenard being healthy and he's like oh, I'm about to be free agent. I'm going to opt out of you know week eighteen of the NFL season. Like the pre-existing injury matters here. Right. Um, like, and, and I, I do worry about the, I don't worry about Grenard's decision. I worry about John Grenard not being available to play on Saturday and what it means in the football game. Well, that's a huge impact, right? If he yeah. plays from a defensive, from an offensive standpoint, what Shane Steichen's going to do and how he's going to scheme things, knowing that he's going to have that kind of an edge rush talent on one end of the one side of the football is a lot different than saying, oh, I know he's going to be out. Now I don't have to worry hardly at all about, about that side. I can do things and focus things on other areas, and that's a huge advantage for the Colts to have. So, yeah, he's he's the best player you have on defense that you've had all year, and you you need him to play. I think these quandaries do happen where they just don't really get talked about because mm-hmm. I, I think that it's far more likely, not in Grenard's situation here, but I think it's far more likely if you've already been taken care of, if you've already if you're already under contract. Now, NFL is kind of tricky because not all the money's guaranteed. But if you have some guaranteed money, if you know what your contract situation looks like the next year, I think you're much more likely to play in a scenario like Grenard is facing against the Colts on Saturday night versus a player who has not been paid. And you that can't has take, the uncertainty of being a free agent in the offseason. And you can't put Lamar into this discussion because was Lamar talking to himself or talking to his mom? Well, you mean for like an agency? Yeah, because otherwise I think there's no doubt that if there's anywhere near these scenarios – Players are talking to their agents throughout the year, and they're talking about whether I don't. I don't think all agents are saying you got to sit this one out because you know you can also replace your agent if you don't like his his competitive fires to say I should be playing. But I think discussions happen. I think that a Lamar situation, if he had an agent, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that they had a couple of conversations down the road. How many? How long are you going to sit out? How long should I sit out? Most most players are competitors and would would give it a go and would play even if it's uh you know seventy percent even if they don't have that contract but there is absolutely a percentage of, of players that wouldn't uh, there's absolutely a percentage of players that say if I feel anything I'm not playing period whether they have a contract or whether they don't mm-hmm. so that's the reality of uh, of the NFL. Uh, 713-780-3776, 713-2, Blankers from the Killer Bees. If the Green Bay Packers GM does what you want them to do and not give Jordan Love a new deal and move on from Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers can go back to last place in the NFC North. Why would the Green Bay Packers allow Jordan Love to become an unrestricted free agent or be released by the Green Bay Packers that has thrown 30 touchdown passes? That would be asinine, Blankers. Okay, so here's, Gold here, football you, emoji, you, normal football emoji. You don't know emoji. me well enough to call me Blankers, first of all. But here's the thing. When you look at it, I didn't say release him. Okay, I was answering a scenario in which you said if that if his agent came down with that scenario, what do I think the Packers would do? Well, you talked about not giving him a but, big deal. But, right, but you don't need to. He's under contract next year for $6 million. You can work out a deal one way or another on another short-term one-year deal if you so desire, if that's the way you want to go and handle your cap. But I don't think that he's done enough for anybody to be convinced like you have the situation here. Everybody's convinced CJ's your franchise quarterback for for the foreseeable future. I don't believe that even the diehardest of diehardest Packer fans or Ice whatever his name is on, on, on Twitter, I don't believe that they are firm believers. Jordan Love is your next franchise quarterback to follow in the footsteps of Favre and Rodgers. I don't know that they believe that that guy might even be in the building yet. So I think that from that standpoint, you are in a position where you don't have to commit for $40-plus a year for multiple years. So why would you? And that's exactly what I said. Uh, I think, I, I've seen enough of him so far that I need to see more. I think Love's agent's going to want a new deal, like you pointed sure out. Sure they will. And I, I don't think he's going to do like a one-year deal. 
I think he's going to want a multi-year deal, guarantee him some money. And because it's very hard to find a quarterback in the NFL, I think the Packers might do it. I don't think it's going to be like five, six, seven years. I, yeah, think, I, I think you might get two to three years, and I think that you might get a little bit more. But I don't think you're going to get in that $40 million a year range, and you're not definitely not getting it for more than three years. I think you can shorten the years if you guarantee a lot of the money. But if you don't guarantee a lot of the money, I think you're going to be looking at a four There's no doubt deal. he deserves more than $6 million next year. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think that they're going to do anything to commit longer than two- or three-year deal. I wonder his desire of getting a new deal. If he's just like, okay, I'll play on that new deal and earn it, and you know, either you tag me or you're giving me a new deal after 2024, or if his agent's going to play hardball. Well, because the thing you have to ask yourself, too, and I think that, again, this says something about if he's there yet or not, they have to ask themselves in a, in a couple of years, are we going to be getting more? Are we going to be getting that big quarterback money? Are we going to be playing well enough to get another big deal? Because I don't know that he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like him a little bit more than you. Sounds like Joe likes him a little bit more than you, but you watch him more than us. Uh, 713-780-3776. Let's get to some NFL overreactions from after week 17. If you have some, you can send them in too. 713-780-3776. Dre just sent us a picture of your kid on Twitter, uh, Joe. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Time to get back to sports school with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Overreaction or not an overreaction? 713-780-ESPN. Is this an overreaction, Blankers? The Cowboys are going to win the NFC East and be the NFC's number two seed. Not an overreaction at all, in my opinion, simply because of the fact that the Eagles are so unpredictable. They've been so bad. They've been playing so much, so far below what the expectations have been and are for this football team. And if they can lose a game to the Arizona Cardinals, then they can lose the division and the Dallas Cowboys can win it. And Dallas has been playing better and better. There's a ton of talent on that football team. And I don't think it's an overreaction. It doesn't even matter what, what Philly does. Dallas no, well, yeah. controls their own destiny, and Dallas is on the road against the Washington football team, and they're favored by 13 points. I can't believe this is even a question. Like, yeah, the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East and be the NFC's two seed. Uh, the Cowboys are going to be the number two seed and have the home field advantage up until the NFC Conference Championship game. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and, and you know what? It was gift wrapped to them. It was. By, by a Philly team that had it all sitting right there in front of them. And Brad Allen. And just completely crapped themselves. And Brad Allen, the white hat. And the, oh, well, but if you believe that Aiden Hutchinson didn't get called for a trip that would have extended the yeah, drive. two separate plays. But still, I mean, potato, potato, plays. right? You're looking at all these different, you know, we're, we're going back in revisionist history and Monday morning quarterback. If you believe the referee in the booth for NBC on that game, too, he said there were three violations on that reporting play. Yeah, I think it had to do with all with the report, though. No, I thought one of them was where they were the lineup and covering Being, up. Yeah, I don't think he was covering up, though. Okay. Yeah. No, but that's what, but they were, the formation, the line of scrimmage was illegal because they missed. Because right, of the lack of report? They, no, because yes, they got the they, wrong guy. They got the wrong guy. If they yeah. would have gotten the right, right guy, it would have been a legal formation. Not an I just remember position. him saying there were three violations on the play. But they all pertain okay. to that. Like, that was the root of all of them. Uh, Lamar Jackson locked up his second MVP award on Sunday. Fact. These suck. Yeah, like, these are no-brainers. These are slam dunks. Yep. Yeah, that's not an overreaction. Yeah, I don't know how Lamar doesn't win it. I mean, he, I could, he could actually sit out the game. And he's going to. And they, they announced and, Tyler and, Huntley. And, and that's it. And he wins it. Pro Bowl or Tyler Huntley. That's true from a year ago, right? Yep. Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. He can't deny it. It's on his resume. He's no Mitch Trubisky Pro Fact. Bowler. 
Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl. We played like three games. Yeah, unbelievable. They need to get rid of that game. They, they really do. What do they need to get rid of more? The Pro Bowls well, or the bowl games? Well, they don't play the Pro Bowl game anymore. Remember? That's right. They did get rid it's of flag football. Rid of it. It's flag football and like dodgeball. But they do play a flag football game. I, I do they, enjoy the dodge. Yeah. The dodgeball is enjoyable. Yeah. I like the dodgeball more than I like the flag football. Actually, I'd like to see the superstars competition, but then they could get hurt that doing that too. Have you seen the uh, like they had the catch contest? Yeah, I've seen it. Like trying to be like the slam dunk. It's hard to do that though. And then like, land on, on the big mat. padded mat. Like the mat needs to be like two feet shorter for them to like really pull off these great catches. Uh, the Bears will trade the number one pick again. Man, I I think that's I think that they will. I think that they will because they don't need a quarterback. And I think that what they did a year ago, if they take that same blueprint, if they can find a team in the top five to where they still get a top five pick out of it and a lot of sweeteners for next year and maybe some more players. Their general manager proved, if nothing else, the trade that he pulled off last year was damn good in their favor. If he could do that again, and they're going to ride with Justin Fields and get him more opportunity weapons, whether it be offensive line, receivers, both otherwise, and for the future, I think they're wise to do it, and I think they should do it. Yeah, I, I'm torn on this one because I don't think that they're going to get as much value as they did last year for number one. I also don't think they want to trade down as far I could see them keeping the number one pick, but Joe kind of talked me out of it. I think they trade down slightly, and mm-hmm. even they trade down slightly and take, like, trade down from number one to number three and, and, and add just a third rounder. Like, would they do that? Trade from one to three, best offers more. a third rounder. I think they can get a bidding war to get more. Honestly, I think because of a Dunze and neighbors, I would rather go farther down. Like six or seven. Yeah, if you're only going to get a third, and then I, now I you get maybe an extra first in the future. Yeah. And can you get? Can you trade down, have two top twelve picks, and then get another DJ Moore esque player? Well, but don't yeah, you think? think so. I think that you could only you could try and just you know maneuver a third or get in a bidding war if it's like the the, the two of the teams in the top four, like New England and and whoever we said was the other team. It that depends Washington. on the gap of the quarterback, though. Like, if you don't think that there's a huge gap from, like, Caleb Drake, right. and then you don't think there's a huge gap to Daniels, and maybe you don't think there's a huge gap, uh, gap to Penix, then you're not going to give as much. See, that's the bigger thing. If there's a team in there in the 6, 7, 8, 9 range that believes that they got, they're, they're not, they don't have any chance to get one of the two guys they want, mm-hmm. and they're willing to give up a lot more to go get him, I wonder what too and be much. be in that conversation. I then want, I think you, you're in a great position if you're the Bears. What's the drop where it's too much for you, Joe? Um, what's I the furthest you, you'd be comfortable six, dropping? Nine. Ooh, nine. again. I just, yeah. I, I, to me, because okay, look at the NFL, like the the draft order and, and the, or the top guys. I think it's pretty clear you're gonna have at least two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You have the left tackle from Notre Dame, the left ta- left tackle from Penn, Penn State. State yep. I think you have Marvin Harrison Jr. That's five players. I think you have Brock Bowers. That's six. You have Malik Neighbors from LSU. You have Adunze from Washington. Florida State. That's eight. And then and you, that's offense. We haven't yeah. even talked about you know Jared Verse or or the pass rusher from UCLA whose name I cannot pronounce. Like there is, I think this draft is ten deep, like of like elite first round players. But isn't it more so too that there's as much as we had, we had more questions in a lot of cases than answers with the top quarterbacks last year. That there's more belief that these top two are more NFL ready. If I say it that way, I don't think so. No, I think Caleb is on the same par as what like he's. I think he's still viewed as ahead of Bryce and CJ at least from like going into the draft perspective. Mm -hmm. But then between. You know, JT Daniels, 
I mean, I, Drake uh, May. Drake May, not JT Daniels. Drake May, um, Daniels from LSU, and then you have Penix. Penix. Like, it's just going to depend on what it is. But, like, Todd McShay is very adamant that there are NFL teams that have Drake May ahead of Caleb Williams. Hmm. So it's like, it just depends on who has the pick or like, or, like, who wants the guy that bad. I think the, the only way it, that – I think it makes the most sense for the Bears if you get a team in the middle of the top ten to the back end that wants to – that desperately wants to get one of those two guys that gives up a, a whole do lot you, more. Do you guys think they're sold on Levis in Tennessee? I uh, think for the short term they are. Yeah, me too. You, you don't think they'd try to move up from seven to one? I don't. No. So to me that's where it's like, okay, you have Atlanta at nine – and I think you have the the then the Giants at five. Outside of that, the Jets are not going to move up from eight to one to you know replace Aaron Rodgers. Atlanta like, would. That's why I think it's Atlanta. Like if Tennessee's not, obviously the Chargers are not. Arizona they seem pretty adamant, and I think they should be about Kyler Murray. So like I, I think your your options are if you're Chicago is is Washington, New England at two and three at this moment. You have the Giants at five, maybe Tennessee at seven, and Atlanta at nine. No, I don't think Tennessee's five an and nine there. is your option. Yeah, I, I don't think Tennessee is. is are, are the Giants? Five. Yeah, the Giants are. I think, I think the Giants would to. want a quarterback, but they're. I mean, they're, I think they're still tied to Daniel Jones for one more year contractually. Yeah, but, but I definitely think if they have it, they, they're still looking for their quarterback of the future, and they wouldn't be afraid to go get one. All of the Chiefs' problems are solved, and they'll be just fine for the playoffs. No way, not this year. What are their problems? Wide receiver, Urs. Everybody not named Travis Kelsey. Put it that way. Rasheed Rice has looked pretty good lately, but they still lack. I don't trust him. His I mean, hands all the time. Where, where, he drops a lot of passes for you? I, I think he drops some passes. But he's, I not just, v, he's not MVS. Well, he drops <laughs> he passes, drops too, passes too, all the yeah. time. I've seen it. I saw it in Green Bay. I see it in Kansas City. The receivers, there's no solutions walking through the door for them to get better where they absolutely have to get better for to, for, to maximize Mahomes. This ain't the year. Yeah, I don't think that they've fixed all the problems. The thing is, their defense is good, and their offense is good enough. Like, I'm still not ruling them out. I don't you think Mahomes and Kelsey. The, the, yeah, the I don't best thing that they got going fixed, for them too, but I, I'm not ruling them out to win it all. The best thing they got going for them too is the AFC is is so dinged up this year that they've got a clear path. Although maybe we're selling the Ravens short; they're just dominant. True, like they. But we know what they've done in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the big hang-up on the Ravens. Like, if the Ravens had the Chiefs' postseason success, we would all have the Ravens yep. running away with the Super Bowl. But, I mean, look what the Ravens have done in just recent weeks. They beat the Miami Dolphins, who are really good, 56-19. to They beat, they beat San Francisco, who many people thought was the best team in the NFL. They beat them on the road by 14, and that game wasn't as close as the final score. Like, they're, they're rolling right now. But but on the flip side, because they've been a number one seed in the playoffs before and lost in the, their first game, people don't trust them. No, they don't. They don't. That's what I'm saying. If they had the pedigree. Yeah, you're right. That a lot of, like, we, their, their Vegas odds would be a lot better to win the Super Bowl if they had the pedigree of the Chiefs. But because they don't have the pedigree of the Chiefs, I think there's actually, like, actually somewhat valuable in Baltimore uh, to win it all. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Car Wreck of the Day coming up next. What are your nominees for our Car Wreck of the Day? Presented by CarWreckTexas.com. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Or own.